I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And today we are talking about um, Marvel fatigue, mm-hmm. tempering expectations, like kind of that general thought experiment, I guess. Yeah. Also, quick apology for skipping a week. We both lost track of days. <laughs> Yeah, like there was a, a point there in the weekend where I was like, oh no, we're not recording. And then I was like, I'm not, it's, I'm it's, exhausted. We're going to take this L. It's, yeah. We, this is fine. It's a hobby. <laughs> we're not it's beholden a to cast. anyone. Yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, and I don't know, one of the, not one of the reasons, but like, yeah, dude, we're tired. <laughs> we're just, we're tired. And sometimes, and the main thing I think we were talking about and someone else I was talking about, especially after all of the Comic-Con things came out of just like, to a certain point, the MCU feels like homework. So here's, so right before this, I was like, I think you're going to be surprised about what I'm going to say, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I can empathize with the concept of like, it feels like homework. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I can empathize with like it's just so much content. Like I can I can feel and I understand where the Marvel fatigue comes from. Right. I just personally don't feel it. Yeah, that's I mean that's cool. That's I, great. I personally like I get super excited still thinking about all the projects that are coming up and like mm-hmm. even if we were not doing this podcast, like I know 1000% that I would be watching all of these things anyway, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would be watching them in time too. Like I wouldn't right. be waiting like a year or a few months. I would be watching them week week to week still. Like mm-hmm. I this has always been something that I love. Um, and while I do think that it's a lot to drop all around the same time, Mm -hmm. like just schedule wise, I think it's Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I'm just, I still am loving the content. Like I still like really like watching and analyzing and doing the fandom stuff and like, um, just enjoying what's coming. Um, and I, I, I think there was definitely a time where I was like, ugh, I am feeling a little fatigued. And I Mm -hmm. think that maybe did come from like, we were seeing a lot of the same characters for a decade. Um, and maybe like, I am getting that second wind just because all of these characters we're seeing are so different and we're exploring things that are very different from what phase one through three were. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I still, like, I've definitely had my moments where I'm like, I'm tired. Right. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm still jazzed. I love <laughs> this. That's cool. I wonder if it, if my fatigue is coming partially from this, like, this, um, the pressure of the mainstream culture of like, oh, if you don't see this opening weekend, you're going to get spoiled. So, like, that's why I yeah. feel like I'm on deadline. Like, podcast aside, um especially with the movies and with the shows of like oh if you don't finish this whole show by the time this movie drops you're gonna miss this this and this and i think that's why i'm so feel like everything's homework is because it's just like it's so big and it's so intertwined that you feel like you're gonna miss out so you have to catch up 
I think, though, what we're seeing now is like it's really funny to think about because like we kicked off, I think. I think we kicked off um, movie wise from No Way Home, like seeing how involved that was and how much you would need to watch to understand that movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Thinking that every movie TV show and even the like even the TV shows prior, right? Mm-hmm. Like we kept thinking like that you would need to watch so much to understand what was happening, right? Right. But ultimately like when we got into Multiverse of Madness, we were like, "Oh, yeah. You didn't need to watch anything basically. It was mm-hmm. such a singular story that like even me who like I didn't watch like the first Doctor Strange to prepare to watch this one mm-hmm. and um not remembering that movie at all yeah multi multiverse of madness still gave me everything that I needed to know about that movie like they still kind of yeah. like did that slight hand holding to be like mm-hmm. oh this is the guy that wants to kill me and you're like oh right, right he was in the other movie like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and, like, Miss Marvel is very singular and didn't need a lot of explanation. Like, quite frankly, if you watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really the only movies I would say you need to watch for that are, like, the Winter Soldier and then have mm-hmm. an understanding that Captain America cast the shield died. on and, yeah. and gave it to Sam. You know, yeah. like, I think anything else you can kind of pick up on by yourself. Yeah, I guess it's also the marketing because when you say multiverse of madness, it kind of goes into that parallel topic of today, which is just the sheer disappointment of that movie. Because yeah. I was ready, I'd like done all of my notes, I was prepared. It was what yeah. they were like leading everyone to believe. Yeah. Of like, this is the culmination. We're going to go multiverse. Are you ready? Let's go. And we got nothing we got like yeah nothing out of yeah. that movie and i think maybe that's some of the fatigue is just like you're training for this marathon and then nothing you show up and, and the like, payoff doesn't seem yeah. yeah so then you're just left with all of this this knowledge um so i guess that that's just you know the tempering of expectations which is our dual topic for today yeah and like honestly the Again, I think for No Way Home to be the first movie, like, out of the gate Mm -hmm. since Endgame, if I'm correct in that, that doesn't sound right, but it might be. Um, First one back into the universe, because we had Black Widow, which didn't count in the timeline, and then we had Eternals, which was on its own, and then we had Shang-Chi, which was on its own. Okay, see, that's why I was wrong. I'm a dumbass. I feel like there was another one in there, but no, I think that's it, because Spider-Man was the one that was, like, tied into the the cast that we've been following. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Because I'm I'm stupid. Um, It's okay. They're head empty, only far from home. Yes. No way home. Uh, uh, No way home. Um, No way home. I, I think, okay, Shang-Chi was the first movie post-Endgame, then. Eternal? No. I don't remember. It was Shang-Chi? Okay. Because I, I definitely know that Eternals either. was after Shang-Chi. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. So if I'm thinking that that's right, right, we all watched Shang-Chi, and they had mentions of, um... You know, the blip and the snap right. and all of that stuff. They had that, like, kind of mentioned, right? And 
that sent me in a spiral. <laughs> so I was like trying to figure out how old Shang-Chi was because I was like, what do you mean? He's born yeah, in he's 1996. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, is not. Exactly. Like, I was like, no, this is insane. I can't handle this. He can't be that old. <laughs> um, so there was a little bit, but it was such a singular story. Eternals, mm-hmm. such a singular story. Yeah. Black Widow, again, a pretty singular story. We get to No Way Home. It's so interweaved, interconnected. Do mm-hmm. we necessarily even to like know, need to know anything about any of the other Avengers except maybe Doctor Strange? Not right. really, but you do need really. like so many other movies, like Spider-Man movies to yeah. understand what's going on. You know, like the the mom that was sitting next to me the second time I saw it, I was so annoyed by her. Mm, yeah. Because she just kept asking her daughter, like, who's that? Who's that? Like, <laughs> not I, in the theater. Don't do this in the theater. I literally, even if it, it was my second time, and at first I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I've already seen this. She can ask her questions. Right. But it was like every 30 seconds. So at a certain point, yeah. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I turned to her and I was like, I, I, you need to stop. <laughs> if you have a question, wait till the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because we're trying to watch it mm-hmm. and that was that I don't even know what my point is at this point like okay I know what my point was my <laughs> expectations were high and were mm-hmm. met for No Way right. Home my expectations for Shang-Chi low exceeded expectations Right. Eternals were high were not met and they weren't necessarily met but i still really enjoyed that movie right and like it had a lot of highs for me you know mm-hmm. black widow was a whole thing yeah. um but then we got to doctor strange right well like wait okay hang on if we're just talking about movies yes but this at what point did loki come out because that was also a thing of like the shows interplayed with what was happening in the MCU, which is why, mm-hmm. like, the the lead up from WandaVision, um, it was like Falcon WandaVision, Soldier, then and immediately then Captain uh, Cap- Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and then Loki, and then that one. So like the other thing is uh, WandaVision with that whole X Men thing. And then we got into Loki, who introduced all these variants and timelines that we, I, we were right, as fans, we were prep, we were primed to think and expect so much more from Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can, we were in the same boat. Like, we were thinking like, oh, going into Multiverse of Madness, you're going to want to watch Spider-Man No Way Home Home. And you're going to want to watch all of WandaVision and you're going to want to watch all of Loki because like variants, like you're going to want to watch like probably Doctor Strange one. You're going to need to have an understanding of Endgame and Infinity War. And to watch Mm -hmm. those movies, you need to watch the entire saga. Right. So the the sense of homework again. Yeah. Yeah. And I I will say that I think that the MCU in general is pulling back from that because a a lot of phase four has felt like a soft reset Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like 
you could pop into phase four, the stuff that's coming out new. Right. And just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can just watch Shang-Chi. And if you're confused by, a, like, a one-liner, okay, that's not going to make or break the movie for you. Right. Same thing I can say for Eternals. And, like, and like Black Widow is honestly its own movie. Like, if you just watch Black it Widow, really you, you'd be fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, I think that you're doing that because the the other aspect of this that we've talked about before is, like, so, so much of, like, the big culmination projects are for fans. Yeah. Of, like, this is a mass, like, a mainstream, mass cultural, like, juggernaut of a franchise. Mm-hmm. But it is also for for the fans. Like, you don't you don't really have to opt in. There's a level of like, fan you, service. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't make sense to just walk into Endgame and watch it on its own. Right? Like, that, that whole no. phase one, two? Phase one and two? And the the what do they call that that the Infinity Era Infinity Saga they have a na- thank you Infinity Saga that was locked and loaded for its fans so yeah. like it that makes sense you wouldn't start a brand new TV show on season five right yeah so like there is that aspect and so right now they are doing the soft launch to kind of like create a little opening for people to be like okay if you miss the first part and you kind of want to get into it here here are some like new launching places you don't have to. Yeah. Like it helps if you know the 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 pro everything that came before, but like we're gonna start this project. I would say also that not getting in a a reference to like another movie is the same thing as watching Gilmore Girls because there's like eight thousand pop culture references that that are told in like a singular episode. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just not going to know all of those. Like, I will watch that and be like, I have no idea what she's referencing. And I don't care. I just move on. Right. Like, maybe that's just a me thing. Yeah. But I think there is a certain level of that where, like, you're just like, okay, I don't get it. Like, if it's not yeah. important to the plot or your understanding of the movie, then why mm-hmm. does it matter? Like, um... Like in Age of Ultron, when Bruce says, sorry, when Bruce says Wakanada instead of Wakanda, like that was like for the comic book fans who already knew what Wakanda was and like all Mm -hmm. all of that, you know? So I, but like at the time, I don't think I I caught that. Like I didn't know what he was talking about. I think he was just, I was like, I don't know. Um, Right. And I think that's always been part of these movies is that there are a lot of, like, Easter eggs and references. Mm -hmm. And I think what the fandom has um, lost touch with is that it's okay if you don't catch all of that. Yeah. Like, it's fine. If there's a reference that you don't understand, it's fine Mm -hmm. if, especially, like, it would be hypocritical of us as a podcast to be like, you need to know all of the comic book references when we don't read the comic books. Like, no, no. And I, I think there is definitely a subsect of fans who are like, if you don't read the comic books, you're not a real fan. And it's like, you know, some people just don't have the time or the energy to put into reading 8 million comic books. 
Yeah, which is also how I feel about the MCU. I have a lot of friends who are like, they miss some of the shows, they miss some of the movies of like, I've only seen this, like, that's how I started, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's fine. You can Wikipedia the movies, the Wikipedia, the ones you missed, and here we go. You can just like, so like, people will ask me all the time, like, oh, I want to see the new blah, blah, blah. Do I need to, what do I like, what do I need to watch? And I was like, I mean, you could watch these five things, but you really need to watch these like two things. Yeah. And that's still fine. Like, if you want to just, like, passively take in the MCU... I realize I'm contradicting myself. I'm kind of sleepy. It's fine. Passively take in the MCU, this thing that is designed for, like, the mega fans. I kind of lost my thread of my thread of thought. Oh, so this new era, the reason it feels more accessible is because they're opening it up again. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. This is... up The Infinity Saga up to a point was for the fans. Or, like, the people who'd follow it. Yeah. And you didn't start... I I don't remember where I was going. I'll circle back if it comes back to me. I mean, it's it's definitely that, like, now with such brand new characters, you can mm-hmm. pop in and be like, okay, like, mm-hmm. I know what's happening. I understand everything. Right. And if you, like, take Miss Marvel, for example, you watch that and... You don't need to know what ha- what's happening anywhere else, right? And, like, right. if you're like, wow, like, what's the big deal about Captain Marvel? You go back and watch that one movie. Right. And that's it. Like, right. there are definitely references that it's probably going to be more appealing to fans to be like, well, from this, I kind of want to learn more about that character. And then, like, you watch right. Captain Marvel. And then and if you're interested, you might want to watch, like wandavision um mm-hmm. and from wandavision maybe you want to learn more about where they came from so you go back to right. age of ultron like i i think that that's all par for the course when you're joining any mm-hmm. franchise um, yeah and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing but it is nice that these new things are like, if you just want to watch Miss Marvel and you don't want to watch anything else, that's fine. It's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. there was this TikTok going around that was like, how come in all of these properties that have come out since Eternals, mm-hmm. nobody is discussing the giant head that came out of the, the Earth? Oh, yeah. And I was like, why would they? Why would they? Like, not everything... You think it's just another day in the MCU? Yes, but also, like... I don't know. Like, if it's not doing anything, why does anybody... Like, why would Kamala Khan and her friends be talking about that, you know? I mean, I get the point of, like... Now that it has lost some of the interconnectedness, I think even just a mention of, like, something really weird had happened would be worth it. Because, like, you assume it triggered a tsunami and a really bad earthquake and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess I see their point of, like, it's worth mentioning, even if it's not, like, a new focal point. Um, yeah, but, like... It's definitely... It's it's big, and that's really weird. That... I don't know. Like, in my head... Okay, Eternals happens cool in multiverse of madness they have way bigger problems to deal with than the thing that came out of the ground you know like Mm. that's 
exactly it, like it's not the focus point of that movie if it was about like investigating and like figuring right. out what happened then it would make sense sure but that's not what right. these movies are about like and at what point do these we want to be watching good movies we don't want to be watching people like referencing this and that and that and this not every property needs to build off the one before and i think that's what's being so good about these new things is that like originally all you had to if if you only liked iron man you only had to watch the iron man movies if you only Mm -hmm. liked captain america you only had to watch captain america movies and you could watch avengers and be like who are these characters i don't know but like cap is in this and i like him like you didn't need to know any of that stuff to know who everybody else was um and i think like i think that people are forgetting that these aren't sequels to each other you know like eternals wasn't shang chi's sequel uh no way home wasn't the prequel to multiverse of madness like eternals wasn't anything like i said that already but like they're not building off of each other because they're not sequels right yeah i I see both i can understand both perspectives because they they aren't but when they're sold as the way, when they're sold as such, it is a little, like, it would have made sense if they just had a throwaway line of just, like, oh, um, I don't know, just some sort of throwaway line of, like, oh, this person is checking out what, ha- like, checking out the, the thing in the Pacific. Done. Well, we, okay. we moved on. But they didn't do that, so it's fine. And we've talked about it before of, like, uh, the, didn't you say that these movies were all written fairly yes. close together? Yes. So that's one of the reasons why... Because, like, the other thing I think fans get really forget about when they get all caught up in, like, the plot and the logistics... These are also real-life jobs of people. Like, I don't... like, And also, MC, the Marvel is ridicul- ridiculously secretive. Mm-hmm. So I don't... The, clearly, I don't think the writing rooms are in communication with each other. No one has time for that. They have to write they a movie. They, like, know what they need to know, but they don't know all the details. Yeah. But, like... Right. I don't want to harp on this, but I kind of am harping on this. Is that like some one of the response TikToks was like they re, they literally said that it was just like tectonic plates or something that like oh it was a discovered mm-hmm. mountain like nobody looked at that and saw like a head and hand and like a being they just like assumed it was like the I don't know the icebergs melting and they found a rock formation you know Uh um so like in that way and even if it was like an earthquake or something like that if there were no casualties nobody's talking about that like if there's an earthquake happening in california it's not like we get the news what yes yes we do not like (laughs) There are earthquakes all of the time in California, though. Like, we don't get every single... Like, if it's a big one, yes, we do. But, like, if it's just, like, a normal earthquake, we're not getting that. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, anyways, I think we're we're losing the thread. We should go back to... (laughs) We're losing the thread. So, we are two weeks out 
of the big announcements and as much as we're very excited about them and we've discussed them we should also talk about like what of our what are the expectations for all what are the of them? Because again, the big one is Wakanda Forever. Like that's that's the big yes. one. We have a trailer to like gauge our reactions on, but everything else we're flying blind. We are flying pretty blind. I think my issue is circling back is like not not like literally circling back, but like I, I was starting this thought and then we got all off track. Sidetracked. Um, yeah. Of like. You know, for the most part, my expectations get met with Marvel and mm. how much I mm-hmm. am thinking, like, you're going to make an amazing movie and it's going right. to be, like, spectacular and the fights are going to be awesome and the plot is going to be, like, mostly solid and the acting is going to be incredible. Mm. Like, I expect greatness from Marvel. Mm-hmm. that greatness has not been met for the most part in the last two years mm-hmm. so i'm finally at the point where i just like i need to have lower expectations for the movies because i went into right. love and thunder with the highest expectations i was like so excited i don't i thought it was gonna be like gay and so Mm -hmm. funny and the plot was gonna be so good and it was gonna be like on level with Ragnarok or exceed my expectations from Ragnarok it did not yeah so and again Love and Thunder is a good movie it's probably even a great movie I just had such crazy high expectations that it couldn't even be met because I had high expectations right. for Taika Waititi and Marvel and like the cast and everything and mm-hmm. it just didn't happen that way and I wish that I could watch it again with like no expectation and just enjoy right. it but that's not what happened so I want to go into a lot of these projects like not not speculating too much not mm-hmm. expecting too much like like I'm super excited for She-Hulk that's coming out this week yeah I all I'm expecting from it is for me to fall deeper in love with Tatiana Maslany mm-hmm to see Matt Murdock in any way, shape, or form. Yep. And for it yep. to be funny. Yeah. So I think we also, this is just fandom in general, because we also had these same expectations around Wonder Woman. Was yeah. it 1984? That's a book. It yeah. was 84? Okay. And just how, how that situation turned out, how this situation with Love and Thunder come out. So what are, what are you going to do? And I, I this isn't slander. This is a hypothetical. What are you going to do for Wakanda Forever? Because it's the same setup of, like, the first movie was incredible. Every, it, like, it changed the game, and it was amazing. And, I mean, I feel this way, too, about Wakanda Forever. Because there is that fear, I'm sure everyone who's worked on the movie has, of just, like, how do you, how does the sequel meet the, meet the, the precedent the first one set, right? And we have seen two 
two sequels, not do it. Where I'm not counting first the first two Thors. We all know that. <laughs> We're talking counting the the Taika Waititi's. Um, and so, like, I... We're, we're faced with this again of just like it's the same director it's the same cast it's the same people who love this movie like there's no doubt about that but how how do we tamper expectations for the sequel when the bar is when the bar is so I... high like how are you going to tamper your, your expectations when you go see Wakanda forever because yeah it's not fair it's not fair if it can't meet impossible standards it, you have to see with a, a with like clean eyes but we, we can't no one's going to I think for Wakanda forever I am not tempering expectations at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's my exception to what's rolling out because knowing how much care and thought and emotion went into making that movie not just not even for the fans but for Chadwick Mm -hmm. and from what I've seen from the trailer I think it's gonna be amazing like I I guess like what I ultimately mean by temper expectations is that like I am not going into Wakanda forever trying to, like, know what the plot is beforehand to, like, understand, like, what they're trying to do or, um, I'm just, like, receiving the information they're giving to me and being like, I know this because of the trailer, but I'm not trying to, like, speculate, you know? At least oh, in okay. that That's fair. regard. Because I think mm-hmm. that is ultimately, like, what has been my downfall with, like, Multiverse of Madness. Everybody's downfall with Multiverse of Madness. Because <sighs> we were led to believe. We were led to believe. And also, like, I myself was, like, just thinking, oh, this is going to be, like, multiverse and multiverse and multiverse and, mm-hmm. like, variant, 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 variant. And, like... Nothing that we knew about the movie really was confirming that or really, like, right, making me think that's what it was going to be. Like, what we knew about the movie was that it was Doctor Strange and there's America Chavez. And we also saw um, Rachel McAdams, whose character's name, Christine. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that was kind of it. That's, like, all we, we saw those three characters and we saw them doing some funky sh- shit, but we didn't see them do anything else. So we were just, like... I don't know, like, that, that that felt a little bit on me. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have had my mind spinning. <laughs> well, again, they were we were led to believe it's not our fault. I refuse to believe it's our fault. The movie let the, us down. The movie that's did just, let that's us just down. It. The movie let us down a little bit. Yeah. And, like, I, I get that they weren't trying to give us, like, fan service, fan service, fan service for all of Doctor Strange, and that was fine, but, like... Right. I just keep going back to No Way Home and being like, literally that entire movie is fan service, but done in a way Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like fan service. It just feels like you're telling a really good story and and on your way there, we're getting a lot of Mm -hmm. good fan service. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, I don't even remember. What is the next movie? I think it's it is Wakanda Ant-Man. Forever. In November. All right, Chloe. Yeah. Ant-Man's after Wakanda Forever? We still haven't even gotten a trailer for that. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to... Yeah, no, that's Quantum Mania right. kicks off se- season, not season, phase <laughs> five. Right. Right. So, okay, so how... How are we going to go into Quantumania? Because, like, the, the, it's just, it's rife for speculation. I have again. very low expectations for an Ant-Man movie regardless, so. That's true. Maybe it's smart they're kicking it off with the, like, most tepid of the franchises. Yeah. Of, like, you know what's going to be. You kind of yeah. know what it's going to be. So, like, that's, that's genuinely it. Like, I go in, I go into Ant-Man. I think there are certain characters that I'm not nearly as invested in. So I don't, like, feel right. as strongly about their films at all and i think right. dr strange and the multiverse of madness was kind of an exception exception to that because i was like so excited for wanda that i was hoping for right. so much more and it disappointed but for ant-man and the wasp i'm like i'm excited like i think it's gonna be fun i think that the ant-man movies are fun and they're interesting and that we right. have a good time watching them but they're not like my favorites like i don't mm-hmm. i don't like jump out of my seat with joy to watch ant-man um right yeah paul rudd is great right but they're he's not my favorite and i like i think that that's fine like it's fine but like if i'm looking ahead right like i'm really excited for iron heart i'm so excited for iron heart and i don't know a lot about iron heart but my dumb brain should not be speculating about like maybe we're gonna see zendaya and maybe we're gonna see ned and maybe we're gonna see like like it's gonna be an mit MIT it's gonna be so cool and like maybe like we'll we'll, like have like i don't don't even know what i'm supposed to expect like maybe i'll i'll have more expectations after i see her in in black panther but i like Mm -hmm, i'm very mm -hmm. excited for that and i i when we start learning more the, the trouble is at that point when you start learning more about what is possibly happening in those shows, in those movies, is stopping the spiral. Yeah, that's That fair. comes from learning that and then you're like, oh, the expectation or the, the speculation of like, if, I, if that's happening, maybe this is mm-hmm. happening. If that's happening, maybe this is happening kind of situation, right. you know? Yeah. I've been thinking because, um, I think we've mentioned before, I work in a bookstore and right now, uh, the biggest topic of, like, marketing, selling, whatever, is how romance as a genre has exploded in the past uh, the two, or, two or three years, really. Oh, yeah. And a lot of my coworkers are romance readers, so I talk to them about it because they've read it, like, since before it blew up. And then they've, uh, a lot of them have, like, talked, have opinions on the, like, the TikTok boom that is currently going on and stuff like that. And one of my roommate, one of my coworkers, uh, explained really well about how like what makes romance and one of the things that made it so popular in the past uh, pandemic years is because it has a safe arc mm-hmm. structure. You know what's going to happen in Act One, Two, Three, and it ends on it like and they stick the landing. They're going. The couple will get together. Mm-hmm. It's happy. So a lot of that is like easing the anxiety of whatever is going on in the world right now. And I think that's how I'm going to start looking at the Marvel movies of just like, I know what is going to happen in these arcs and I can expect this generally this outcome. So like that is going to be my expectation of like, I'm not looking 
we're like at this point we in time we know that we're not looking for genre bending we're not looking for anything like social commentary we're not looking for anything like revolutionary we are looking at something that we know works is entertaining and makes a lot of money yeah so i'm that's those those are my expectations yeah that's that's ultimately where I, I feel like I need to be at is that like it's it's just gonna be like a fun time. It's just gonna be a fun time. Yeah. And I need to remember that. And like the thing is though is that I've said it before and that like what was so disappointing in all of these like Marvel shows, all the Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Like the Netflix shows gave me such high expectations. Because yeah. Marvel did Marvel and Netflix did such a good job with them mm-hmm. that I had such high expectations when it came to these yeah. Disney Plus shows, and like even outside <laughs> of that, like the Runaways was not my cup of tea. I wasn't like we were not. Yeah, I was gonna say we were expecting Daredevil and we got Runaways. Well, ru- the Runaways, like we should have gone into Runaways realizing that was like a YA type show. Like that was a young kid. Yeah, it was still it was bad. Still bad, but it wasn't like terrible, and it just wasn't our cup of tea. Like mm. I think like it was fun. Like it definitely dropped the ball in a lot of places. Like we didn't mm-hmm. get what we wanted out of that show, but we probably could have gotten more if we'd gotten more seasons. We didn't. Cloak and Dagger was amazing. Mm-hmm. I stand right. on that hill. I mean, it was like a freaking amazing show. Even Agents like still held holds up. Agents holds up. Like it was wild, but it still holds up. Yeah. Rewatching that show was like the best thing that we did in this podcast because like getting to re-experience <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah. Especially because I remembered things very differently from what they ha- from how they actually happened, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like they just did TV so well that I had such high yeah. expectations for it to be good TV, and then it wasn't good TV, right. and I was like, what? The- yeah, it was not good TV. Like what? <laughs> like what? Why? Yeah. What happened? Like I thought you guys knew how to mm-hmm. do this, and mm-hmm. apparently, like they either fired all those people. Or yeah, or just or never, never rehired, rehired them. them. They just didn't bring them onto these projects. Or they just didn't look at resumes this time around. They were like, "Oh, you've never worked on a TV show? Great!" Like, mm-hmm. so I, like I think that was yeah. a lot of it. Like, if if we're soft, if we're doing a soft um, relaunch of the MCU, then I need to soft relaunch mm-hmm. my expectations. No, that's fair. That's a good way of putting it. Because. I cannot compare phase one or two or three or four or even this current act of season, uh, phase four to, mm-hmm. like, anything else. Like, I can't. I cannot. Right. Because. Yeah. New territory. Totally new, new territory. territory. Probably new staff. New new directors. Mm-hmm. New everything. Like, I, I cannot. I cannot have the same level of expectation. Mm-hmm. For these new things. That's fair. Yeah. And I think that's, like, really it on this topic, but, like... Yeah. There's just... Yeah. Um, I think we ended up talking about, like, the fatigue of it way more than, like, the expectation <laughs> bit. Um, but it all goes hand in hand. It does. Yeah. Because, I don't know, you expend a lot of energy in this, so you get tired. Yeah. And when the your energy isn't met, you feel exhausted. And you can like double 
the energy that we put into it because like mm-hmm. like at least like i don't know we i have at this point you can definitely say i've watched everything twice except iron fist and doctor strange i will never watch those things again yeah never. yeah it has been um, twice. I mean, to a certain point, I guess I haven't rewatched literally everything since we, like, caught up during, like, <laughs> Infinity War and right, Endgame. Yeah. But I probably have watched a lot of those things twice. And, like, mm-hmm. doing the podcast takes time. And, like, there's just, like, we, we mm-hmm. put so much energy into it. And I also think that's why, like... We get pretty emotional when, like, the representation <laughs> gets right, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Because of how much time and energy we put into this, like, thing that we love, mm-hmm. like, to finally feel represented right. is, like, a whole other thing. So, um, right. I just need to remember that mm-hmm. I don't love the MCU because every single thing they put out is a masterpiece. I love the MSU because <laughs> it's usually character driven and I mm-hmm. love the characters and I love um, the like dumb antics they get put into. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, it's just one of the things that everyone chooses their, their thing that they, that they get in, into their, yeah. their fandoms. And this yeah. is oh, one of ours. Oh, and there was a tweet that I saw that was yeah. going around the other day because oh, yeah. this Twitter account history of the MCU has just been blowing up on my timeline and it's just clips of moments that happened across the movies. Oh, cool. Um, so one of right. the clips that was circling around was Iron Man 3 when everyone's free falling out of the, the 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 plane, and Iron Man is like monkey in a barrel grabbing them all, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone retweeted that and was like, "Man, I miss the old days because when this happened, no one said anything. We just accepted it. Nowadays, a scene <laughs> like this could never happen without eight million people going." But that would never work. It's not possible. It's physically <laughs> impossible. It's like, you know, remember that we're watching comic book movies. And that there yeah, is a level yeah. of suspension of disbelief that must happen. And if you can't do that, mm-hmm. this is not the genre for you. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. Um, like, it, it's just like all of that all together. Like... I need to remember mm-hmm. to both suspend my disbelief, which I'm pretty good at, honestly. Like, I just take universe rules yeah. as they are. I don't care. Um, yeah. Whatever they yeah. decide they are. And I literally be. am like, <laughs> I don't ever need to be explained time travel or the multiverse no. or parallel universes or anything. Like, I grew up watching yeah. Charmed, like, Doctor Strange. Not Doctor Strange. Doctor Who. Wow. Doctor Who, <laughs> like... Um, Buffy, like, stuff like that that always played with, like, time travel and, like, parallel universes and different people and, like, I... I I don't care. Throw that... You don't... Don't explain your time travel rules to me. I just... I'm gonna live Mm -hmm. with it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Come up with whatever... With whatever metaphor you've got and I'll roll with it. Of, like, okay, universe is like a piece of paper. We're stacked on top of each other. Let's go. 
That's easy. That's all I need. I'm not going to think any harder. You don't even need to give me the metaphor. I'll be like, yeah, okay, parallel universe. I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. And like the DC TV shows were doing the multiverse way before MCU was. So I got Mm -hmm. it. I understand. Yeah. We're not going to deal. Don't give me your (laughs) rules. I'm fine. Um, Right. But that and just remembering that these are fun movies based off of comic books. They're really just out here to entertain and rake in money. Exactly. And um, with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo, and you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com, and send us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Tell us how you're feeling about Marvel fatigue. Um, You know, like hit us up on any of the social media stuff that I just listed. And let us know. I'm also yeah. on TikTok at some fangirl. And um, mm-hmm. that is that for socials. And we're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of that stuff. If you like this episode, if you've ever liked an episode that we've ever done, it would really help us out if you went on Apple Podcasts and just left a little review. Rate us a little bit. That would be great. Thank you. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland. And thanks to us for editing. Thank you.